Welcome to episode 8 of the Elon Missions podcast. I'm your host, Jack Skett, the communications and content creator for Elon Missions. We're here to tell the stories of what God is doing around the world through our missionaries and global partners as we partner with the Spirit in the renewal of all things. Have you ever wrestled with discovering the call of God for your life? If your desire is to be obedient to what God wants for you, you'll almost definitely go through a season of seeking Him for what exactly that might look like. In today's episode, I'm speaking to one of our newest missionaries, Sophie Moore. Sophie's journey to where she is now serving is one that many people will identify with. and She had a lot of helpful things to say about what it's like to pursue God's call through many different seasons in life. So let's get into it now, my interview with Sophie Moore. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's really great to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's really good to join you today as well. I'm thankful to come on and just chat with you. So um, for those of you who don't know you, um, not everybody's familiar with all of our missionaries. We're working on that through the podcast, but maybe could you just tell us a bit about yourself? Like, Where are you from? Where are you currently serving? Yeah, so I'm from good old Northern Ireland, um, from a little small town, which is now a city. It was, uh, yeah, recognised as a city maybe last year, um, called Bangor, and um, not too far from Belfast. Most people know Belfast in Northern Ireland, and I was born there and kind of grew up there most of my life, and um, then kind of God called me to uh, the other side of the world, and I've ended up um, in Cambodia in Phnom Penh currently I'm living in the capital city of Cambodia wow so from from Bangor in Northern Ireland to Phnom Penh in Cambodia is quite a quite a change isn't it mm-hmm. yeah how did that come about how did you first begin to sense God calling you to move to the other side of the world well it definitely it definitely wasn't an overnight decision to go from Bangor to Cambodia um, I would say that from as from being a small girl, I did have sort of a sense of God calling me to be a missionary. What and what that looked like as a child was I just remember missionaries coming to church and sharing their stories, and I just remember as a child having a real heart and desire to go, but mm. just wasn't quite sure what that looked like. But I remember from being young, just having that within my heart, and then, um as I was probably around 16, 17, got more involved with some mission work and teams in Northern Ireland. So that was where kind of my heart for serving and being in communities uh, kind of came from. And then my first ever trip overseas was to Romania. And that was when I was 16. And I really feel like that was where God started this journey for me. And that was my first time away from my parents overseas um, and also seeing poverty like I'd never seen before in that country. I'll never forget it. And I can still remember just some specific situations there that really impacted me. And probably at the time I didn't realize again that all that God had in store for me, but I knew that something was growing uh, within me, a heart and a desire for other cultures and other people and countries um 
and then just through through another couple of series of years um I was trained to be a teacher and through that opportunity we were able to go overseas to study and because of this desire and heart that I felt God was growing and birthing in me I just wanted to go so during our third year we were given the option to go to lots of different countries to teach and to study and um I actually had thought of first of all I wanted to go to Africa because that was where a lot of the missionaries that I had heard before um coming to share church were serving and I just thought I want to go to Africa but God had different plans and um I ended up going to China for four months to study wow. there and to teach to teach English and I would say that was life changing because that was again the first time I'd ever been somewhere where I'd met somebody that said they'd never heard the name of Jesus and wow. um just the things that God did in me and in just the people I got to know and meet during those four months, I think changed the course of my life. Um, so after that, I, I finished my degree teaching and then I did teach in Northern Ireland for a couple of years, but actually had a real desire to go back to China. Um, and that is, long story short, what happened. I went to China, I think it was 2015, and I went back there to live for a year teaching English and serving in that country. And then that was how I ended up in Cambodia. The first time I had friends that were living here, the missionaries, um, David Nestor Allen, good yeah. friends of mine from, um, I was a wee girl. And I came over here for what I thought was a one week holiday, just to have some time outside of China. Um, and then again, just, yeah, that was where God just really, spoke to me about this country and yeah there was a couple more things happened after that but that kind of was how I ended up in Cambodia for the first time and um, but it was it wasn't like I said an overnight thing it was definitely that's kind of a span of about 10 years of yeah. different countries and God doing different things in my heart and in my life wow I think I remember some of that you know like we uh, I've known Davy and Esther for some years and we, they were our missionaries when we were in Birmingham uh, and I think I remember seeing pictures of you like, yeah. on, on Esther's <laughs> Instagram yeah our, our friend Sophie's come over from yeah from Northern Ireland and then yeah. when I started here obviously you were on that journey of just about to go as an Elam mission uh -huh. I recognize her from the, yeah. those years back uh -huh. I think it's it's fascinating to hear your journey because what I'm picking up is that short-term missions have been really key mm -hmm. in you uh, coming to understand and perceive the call of God in your life. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you're aware, maybe you are, and some listeners might be, that there's a big debate going on in world missions now about the validity of short-term missions trips. Uh, are they, who are they really for? Like, are we, should we still be doing them? Uh, from your perspective as someone who's done a number and and actually that's been significant for you uh, what would you say to someone who's thinking about should I go on a short-term trip or not is it okay will it benefit me will it benefit the people there what's your take on that I think there's a couple of things to it I think my initial heart because of my own experience in my life is if that is something that God has put in you and you've prayed about it and you know chatted to people in your life that can give you some wisdom and advice about that I think 
I think it's a good thing to go for me if I hadn't have gone to Romania that first trip I'm not sure if I would have ended up here I think me going opened up space in my mind and my heart for God to work in me he also was able to do that with me in Northern Ireland but obviously for me he had a a story on the other side of the world for me that I feel Mm. I needed to step out into these other countries to see um so I I mean I'm always an encourager of mission at home but overseas in general um but we we have even within our team here been chatting a lot about the teams that we receive um short term and we do really value um those people coming because a lot of the time God gives those people then a heart for the work I think there's something special about when you actually get to go in person and meet someone or see a community in real life it really changes I think how you pray and also how you care about that situation or that community um yeah and I I would just say alongside sort of the topic of what's being raised in sort of society at the minute about should you go or should you not I think there is wisdom in like getting to know a country before you go but also seeking out the leadership that might be within that country if it's an Elam missions team or a missionary there to see maybe your skills and your calling does it kind of match up with what's going on in that country so that you can also best serve the people in that country as well um so I think the conversation there is a conversation to be had and opened about um why you go but um that it's a it's a beneficial thing for both the person going but also that your heart really in going is to serve the the local team there if there is one in the country that you're going to um and just being open with those conversations because I look back at my experience and I probably was very naive to all of that but God still used my um lack of questions or knowledge he just used my passion and my desire to go you know and he worked his way in in all of those different trips for me but yeah I think I think for me I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for those short-term trips and for Cambodia as well I think I came here about five times on a short-term trip before I did a year uh, like pre-COVID um so again I don't think I would be living here now if it wasn't for those shorter term times here and just the things then that God spoke to me and how he showed me here's how you can serve here's how you can further the kingdom with the the people that are already working here and yeah that's kind of that's kind of my experience and my my thoughts on that I think that's so key isn't it what you just said really that there's there's a mutual serving isn't there Mm. and and for some of the debate is this idea that short-term missions are more self-serving than otherwise but actually Mm. there's such benefit by partnering with people who are working in that nation already uh and certainly looking at cambodia as an example i know we sent teams there from birmingham uh, when davy and esther were there and i saw the change in those people when they came home Mm -hmm. but also what what we saw were the stories coming back of the the national leaders in cambodia uh, who are now you know still just cracking on doing the mission of god where they are Mm -hmm. and not necessarily Western missionaries, but these are people, Cambodian people who are who are working 
uh, on mission in that place and it profiles what god is doing in the nations, yeah. doesn't it we yeah. may not have seen that had we not gone and like you said earlier as well it's it, these things don't happen overnight mm. like if you'd kind of woken up one day and said right now i'm going to go to cambodia as a missionary with no experience of having been anywhere cross-cultural before it would be a very very different thing and yeah. you probably would yeah. be saying are you sure about that sophie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought this through <laughs> yeah and can i just say what you said there i think something i didn't say for me my experience in this country one of my desires when teams come is to really highlight our local leaders because we have a national leadership team coming up and then pastor Sirach is leading our local church like when i first started in missions being honest it was it was largely about the missionary coming from the west to yeah. bring their skills and bring their ideas and there's still an element of that that's important and that you can serve but what i love even for me here i get to work like these guys are leading leading me they're leading our church and i get to serve alongside them so i'm learning a lot from them and i think we always say the teams come and come with a really open mind and open heart because these guys are leading the work here and God is using them just as much as he is with leaders and key people back in the UK. And I think that's where maybe some mind, mind patterns need to shift and um, mine included. And I'm on a journey. That's been a journey for me and my experience too. Um, Yeah. I think it's this is one of the most important things for us in in the whole missions conversation today is to it, as part of moving away from a colonial mindset mm -hmm. uh, we we recognize actually that the national leaders in the nations that we're working in have so much to teach us yeah and perhaps we need to flip some things on their heads and just imagine if if a missionary were to come to northern ireland from cambodia and expect yeah. to lead Elam Northern Ireland what are you what are you doing <laughs> who do you think you are and yet yeah. we seem to come into nations and expect that sort of access but mm -hmm. what I'm seeing from missionaries that I'm speaking to is is exactly that heart that you've just expressed that we yeah. are here to serve we're here to highlight the work that God is doing and yeah. bring what we can bring to yeah. support what's already going on Mm -hmm. uh, I think Ian said it well in, in episode one of the podcast. He said, we're not heroes. Yeah. We're not sending saviors into the nations. We're joining in with our brothers and sisters who are already working on the mission of God. Yeah. Yeah. Cambodia is a great example of that. Like you mm -hmm. mentioned, Pastor Chamnap, Pastor Sarak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Men of God, women of God as well, who are working yeah. in that place and uh, doing phenomenal things. And we get to join in with that. What a yeah. gift. I know. I know, and that's, I was saying this even this week, I just feel to live here at this time and serve with those guys and those ladies that I have around me as my leaders here. I'm learning so much about life and ministry and mission too. Um, and it's a privilege. That's what I said. I feel it's a privilege to be here. And I love that I've known these guys maybe from, yeah, 2016 was the first time I came here. And even just getting to watch their journey um, and how God is growing them and developing them as leaders because even their roles have changed over the years that I have been serving here so just getting to see them grow into 
who God has um, or who God is making them to be. You know, it's, that's really special too, just to get to see that in those leaders too. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And, and we've talked a lot already about kind of the, the different visits that you had to Cambodia, your journey towards there. But I, I wonder what, what was it particularly that captured your heart about that nation? Maybe it was in your first visit, maybe in the several that you had, but what was it as you were there? You thought, I just love this place. I want to be here. It was largely the people and that was people within our church community, but also just the general Cambodian people were like one of the most welcoming that I have ever experienced. And you know, this country has a difficult past and there's um, a lot of reason maybe for Cambodians not to be open and trust those who come into their country, but actually they are. And um, they're so helpful and so friendly. And um, that was something that really struck me straight away was just that welcoming from people at the market, on the street. And then obviously our team that we have church was is such a good community. Um, I just, even in the week that I was here that first week, we ate food together. We did life together. I was at the hospital with Chamapanita when um, their their third child was born. So, wow. you know, these big things happened in that first week that kind of, I feel, cemented um, strong you've been there like one week and you were there oh, with yeah. the their child. Yeah, I mean, wow. Esther, Esther held his little Hadassah. She held Hadassah first. I held her second. So I'm... It was a pretty special moment, yeah. yeah. What a privilege. <laughs> yeah. So those kind of things, in such a short space of time, there was a lot of special moments that I just really, I just always say I just fell in love. It just, in a similar way that when I first went to China, I feel God just grew a heart within me for Cambodia. And I remember leaving, go, I was going back to China to my job there, and I cried in the airport. And in the same way that I felt... Holy Spirit had kind of just comforted me before when I'd left China from the first time. I just felt like, you know, there was just that comfort of you will be back here. But I didn't know when, how, what, because I was going back to live in China, but yet had had this amazing experience in Cambodia and had seen at that time some of my skills as a teacher, how that could really be used there as well. So I was kind of in this little bit of a battle of, well, what what is this going to turn out like but I I never expected to come and live here I thought it might have been just a couple more short-term trips and just going and supporting the team but um yeah God had God had another plan (laughs) as he often does yeah (laughs) so you you left China you came back to Northern Ireland slotted into a teaching job uh, and went to the missionary academy at that uh, during those times did you when, when it was that actually, no so actually I did it was about two years then I did teaching and um, I was in a school in Northern Ireland and then I spent those two summers I went to China and Cambodia both those summers just short term and then felt not that it was like I didn't want to be in China but I just felt that actually there was a new season and a new opportunity um in Cambodia and that was around the time that David and Esther knew that their season in Cambodia was coming to an end. And um, 
I just had felt in talking with our team here just actually I sort of thought initially okay what about if I come back for a year to be here during that transition when David and Esther are leaving to be really able to get stuck into teaching teaching English helping in our ELC all the things that was going on at that time um and what I did was I applied to you know like volunteer long term with Elam so it wasn't yeah. actually yet um missionary um long term with them but I did contact you know just to say I want to go here for a, mm-hmm. a year period so that was 2019 and then um 2020 I was there I was in Cambodia during COVID so I was I was in Cambodia till the end nearly the end of 2020 and that was during that year that I just sensed that God just wanted me to put down roots here and be here just with more more of an openness to God to see what else he wanted me to do within our church here. And mm. um, I then I remember this Ian actually phoned me. I think it was towards the end of that time when he just was saying about my time coming to an end for that year. And I shared with them that I really felt that God was leading me to come back to Cambodia. And that was when he suggested to do the Elam Academy. Um, so I came back home. 2020 the end of 2020 and we chatted and said oh yeah I'll come home for four or five months (laughs) do the academy and then get back and then it actually was then a two-year period of time until last year that I was able to return just with all of the the restrictions and things within this country and also within the UK I just couldn't travel so it was another period of like waiting um, that was a tricky time, yeah, you know, just, just kind of know, really knowing what God had called me to do and actually giving me really clear focus and purpose what I was coming back to do in this country, but being in Northern Ireland and what seemed like the same as everybody during that time, just so many closed doors. And it was really hard to know how to communicate that with friends and family and even with churches that were still maybe supporting me during that time because I was just having to say well I believe I'm going to go back but I don't know when um so it was tricky but tricky couple of years just waiting and trusting yeah. God well I bet I mean I I remember when you went it was not long after I joined the team and uh, mm-hmm. I think I was I was in Malvern that week when you flew out yeah and it was just such a such a sense of celebration in the yeah. office because you were the yeah. first missionary to go after covid uh-huh. and obviously you've been waiting all of that time the yeah. team have been kind of <laughs> dreaming of the day when you'd be able to go it's such a relief yeah. I, uh, know. I guess that must have been a hundredfold for you to finally be on that plane yeah it was very surreal and i think the green light kind of came last year you know like march april when a lot of the travel restrictions lifted within cambodia so it just took a couple of months to get the things that had been waiting to be done. I could start doing them. Um, yeah, and I mean, to be honest, it was hard. I'm not going to say it was very, very exciting, but it also was hard because then mm. I'd spent two years back in Northern Ireland in some ways trying to build normality and a life there because, you know, two years is a long period of time. So to actually go and leave, it was it was hard, but it was, I, I just went with peace inside because I knew I knew it was what God wanted and I knew it was what I was supposed to do. Um, and it was amazing just coming back 
two years on it was actually the, I didn't realize this until I posted a photo online but it was exactly two years from the day that I left Cambodia wow. that I arrived back in country so that was felt like significant too um yeah and it was just really good to be reunited I think you know my my family were all at the airport they loved to meet people at the airport and it just felt like I was leaving one family and rejoining my other family here and a lot of the kids that I've grown they've grown up you know sort of four and five year olds they'd all got a lot bigger since I'd seen them and yeah it was just really good to re reunite with my people over here yeah I suppose even when you know that you're following the call of God and doing something you've been waiting years to do it doesn't mean that it's an easy path to walk you're still leaving your family and your friends behind uh, leaving the country that you know and going somewhere albeit somewhere familiar for you but long term now this is life is bigger than just going for the one year so what what was that first year like you just come to the end of your first year I guess now uh, yeah so my first year back from from last year um yes one year next month so it's been really it's been really good I feel you know I changed a lot in those two years that I was in Northern Ireland as well and I think yeah. during the academy and a lot of the conversations that I had with my pastor and other people in my life I just felt God really like reaffirming who I am first and foremost in him and my calling, you know, as yeah. a child of God. And then, okay, what, what is it you're doing in Cambodia? What is it God's asking you to do? And it was a really good, like, refocus um, on vision and purpose, um, which maybe that's why I needed to be in Northern Ireland for that time, you know, for God to work in me and change me to be ready to come back for the exciting season here and it's been a bit of a whirlwind I think as well you know since I came back we've had a lot of teams over a lot of visitors but a lot of really exciting new things um Mm. we we've had a lot going on with our church here we just um started um our new church in the community last week so that was something that we've been talking about for a long time um, for different reasons and one of them being COVID we haven't been able to move forward with that so that was really special just last week to get that started and yeah. just to be you know where God you feel like he's just moving us to be in that community so it was really good um, to have been here for the past year and all the preparation to get us to that point last week um, it's really special what an amazing moment to, yeah. to begin that thing that's been in your yeah. hands for such a long time. I know. And you and had the... Was... Oh, go on. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, there is... So we've been, over the past year, we've been going out into that community at a weekly basis, and we've been meeting with some of the families in that community. And for me, last week, I just... There was one... There's one lady that we've been helping her and her family. They had just a really difficult situation. And we'd gone to see her the week before and said, you know, church is starting on Sunday. Um, her house isn't too far away, but she said she wasn't sure she could get there. So someone had said they would give her a lift. But it wasn't somebody from the church. It was somebody she knew. And I thought, oh, I don't know. Is she going to be here? Is she going to not be there? And I arrived last Sunday and she was there early with two of her kids. And 
that moment for me, it just felt like, you know, this is what it's all about. Somebody that we've been able to support and work with in the community. She's not yet a Christian, but, you know, God's working in her life. And just to see her sitting um, at our church on Sunday was, that was just so important and, and so special. And her kids were in at the Sunday school and she was able to just hear God's word and then join us for food after. And a lot of these people in this community, they don't have a lot of money and the food that we were able to provide, they probably wouldn't normally be able to eat. So there's just so much significance in the physical location of where God has placed us now. Um, and just really, yeah, just really amazing, special people that we're getting to work with. Yeah, wow. I mean, so you're listening now. Do do pray for this new church. Pray for Pastor Sarak yeah. and the team and for that yeah. community. There seems to be some real open doors, some people mm-hmm. of peace in that place. So it'd be yeah. wonderful to see that just flourish and new yeah. life come into that community. Uh, alongside the church, of course, you've got the Be Free Centre, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which you're involved with. What, what's kind yeah. of your relation to that? And maybe for those who don't know about Be Free, just briefly explain what, what that's about. So Be Free um, is um, our programme that it runs through the church and it's an, it's an organisation that helps women who have been trafficked or um, their institutions where they maybe need some prevention work to prevent them from ending up in a situation where they may be trafficked so we get some women coming in from her backgrounds or there's also women who are rescued from KTV bars so there's there's a real range of ladies that we support um, in our program and they come and they are part of um, lots of different things they will take part in Tamai lessons some of them will not have ever finished their uh, education at school as a child so they can receive some Khmer writing and reading lessons and um, I get to help them with some English teaching they're all very keen to uh, learn English and we play a lot of games and have a lot of fun and for me it's so lovely seeing ladies who've been through quite horrible past just laughing and having the freedom to play silly games together and um, there's something special um, just about teaching and giving them that value of your time um, yeah. yeah and just mm. just teaching them whether it's just ABC or whatever it is they just love it so that's part of their a little bit of their education and then they also would take part in bible studies and devotions every day so the bible study is once a week um, and some of the girls come in and they know Jesus and some of them don't but we really believe that the ultimate goal of them being part of the program is that they will come into relationship with Jesus because we know that he's the only one that can free them from the past that they've had and help them on their journey forward. Um, and we have had many girls come in and come to know Jesus. And it's just amazing to see the transformation in their physical and also their spiritual life you know some of them will come into the program and they will not lift their head and they will not smile because of what they've been through and maybe a year down the line just to see the confidence that's grown in in that girl and just one of our girls the other week was leading the devotion and leading the worship and praying and I met her a year ago when I first came back and the change in her 
it's just amazing. It's just so good to see what God's done in her life. Um, so those are those are some of the main things. And then just recently, we opened the Be Free Salon. So that's a very new part of the program. Very exciting. Um, it's a salon where the girls are able to learn how to do hair and makeup um, and like gel nails uh, because like anywhere else in the world, women here do like to um, make themselves beautiful and do their hair and all that stuff. So um, at the minute, we're working alongside the girls and training them. Two of our staff are doing training in those kind of areas of beauty. And then it's another, just another way that we can maybe keep the support for the girls longer than the initial year of the program. So if somebody has a desire to work in one of those areas we've got the salon where we can then you know teach them even like things about working at a job like time management looking after their salary and um, good work ethic all those things are really important that now we have a really great opportunity to teach as well as it just being another place for the girls to learn and have a new mm -hmm. skill in their lives so yeah, I'm excited for that because it's in the community as well. And we hope that soon when, when the staff and the girls have learned some more skills, we want to open it to the community so that it will also be a blessing and somewhere that we're going to meet people and invite customers in who are not part of church or they're not part of our uh, local community. So that's another element to it that um, we're excited for in the future. It's wonderful to see kind of the the restoration of dignity mm. uh, and the sense of a future. Mm. Uh, it's giving giving these girls some practical skills yeah. so that they can then get a job, yeah. provide for their kids. Often they have yeah. kids, some of them, they don't do. they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a wonderful thing and it must be such a, a rewarding thing to be a part of. Uh, like you say, just having fun with these yeah. women whose lives have been robbed of fun for yeah. so long yeah and it really is just doing you know daily life with them like I get to go most mornings to be part of their devotion and just hearing them just share their prayer requests and being able to pray for them it's just doing life with them you know and it really is special just to build relationships with them and um yeah just to just to be a part of be free it's just very very special and I'm really grateful uh, that that's part of what I get to do um, in Cambodia. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening and you want to know more about Be Free, you can find out loads of information on our website. Uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. Do do look it up. Um, Be Free works not just in Cambodia, but in a variety of other places. Uh, and it's such a privilege for us as Elam Missions to be part of that work, uh, restoring lives that have been so yeah. broken. Uh, in various different ways Sophie our, our time is running out so I want to ask you a question that I've been asking all of the guests that come on the podcast I've had some really really helpful answers and uh, part of our goal here is not just to introduce our missionaries to people but to help people listening to follow the call of God where they are to get involved in the mission of God where they are so what would you say to our listeners to encourage them in that in, as they're seeking to get involved in what God is doing where they are maybe pursuing a call to overseas missions, mm -hmm. but in the meantime, serving God where they are, how would you encourage them? 
I think it, it is so much about, as you said, serving God where we are and what, with what he's placed around us, you know, like looking at the skills that God has given us and also the people and the opportunities around us is so important. And I'm a big believer in serving God just in the everyday, you know, even a lot of my life in this country, it's still very much normal everyday activities that I have to do in Northern Ireland. So what I feel God is teaching me and what I would encourage others is just to always make room for him in your day. Give him space to challenge you on, okay, there's somebody that you could go and be kind to or do something nice to, you know, just very simple things that often I feel like in life we're very busy and maybe we look for the bigger sometimes projects or opportunities, but actually God is in all of those what seemed to us smaller like insignificant moments in our day um and for me for a big part of my journey I think it's just being willing to say yes to God um there's a verse for me that has always someone someone shared this with me way before I went to China and it's um it's often used to do with mission and serving God but it is the verse that I feel really has reflected my life and um, in missions and it's Isaiah chapter six, verse eight, you know, where mm. um, he responds to the call of God and says, here I am, Lord, send me. Um, and for me, there's a couple of things in that. It's like the willingness to be open to say that to God. Um, because he will do something if that's really what you mean. And you're saying, God, here I am, use me, send me where you want me to. I believe he will. Um, and that is such a trust and faith exercise as well, just to, yeah, just to trust that God God will lead you in the direction that he wants you to go in. Um, and for me, I think it's, it's being willing to say yes to God and mm. being open to if he does call you across the world. It, like I say, it might not be an overnight thing, but it's one little step in the journey. Um, it's taking one step at a time in faith and trust with God in whatever it is that he is leading you into and whatever it is that he's asking you to do um yeah and I would just say I always say this to anybody if you've got mission and serving on your heart whether locally or overseas just pursue it like I think just step forward if you're interested you know speak to missionaries speak to you know mission staff or you know just people that have maybe had a similar experience it's always good just to start a conversation um that's often where things start is by exploring and asking so don't be afraid to do that just to take one step at a time and see what god has in store yeah amazing sophie it's been so wonderful to talk to you today thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you for having me it's been great i loved speaking to sophie like all the other guests we've had on the podcast, Sophie's journey to overseas missions began years before she got on a plane. I hope you found her story helpful if you're seeking God for his will for your life. As Sophie said, start by serving him where you are and go from there. If you want to find out more about short-term missions trips with Elam Missions, you can head to our website. We'll link it in the show notes. We'd love to talk to you about going overseas on a short-term trip. And you can also check our website for more information about Be Free. 
If you have a question you'd like us to answer on a future episode or a comment about something you've heard on the podcast, make sure you leave us a comment on our social media or you can email me jack.sket at elim.org.uk. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and leave us a rating because that will really help us to be discovered by more people. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week for another brand new episode.